0: Welcome to St. Louis on the Air, I'm Don Marsh. St. Louis tenor Scott Kennebec is one busy guy. He performs all over the world, is heavily involved with music and the St. Louis Archdiocese, and in fact, is executive director of St. Louis Cathedral Concerts. He has performed at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome and for Pope John Paul during his St. Louis papal visit. And when time allows, you might hear him performing the national anthem at a blues hockey game. This weekend, he'll sing with the St. Louis Ballet during its Love Stories program at the Two Hill, and he has many local performances scheduled over the next couple of months. Scott joins me in studio. It's so nice to see you. Thanks for coming in.
1: Hi, Don. Thanks right. for having me. Man, I need to take a nap.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I'm surprised I'm surprised you could find the time to uh, to join us there, but but well, well, we're, we're grateful for that.
1: It's always a pleasure to be here with you. Thank
0: you. You're singing with the ballet this weekend. I guess yes. Valentine's Day is in everyone's blood and spirit uh, this weekend.
1: Well, you know, as soon as Christmas is over, December 26th, they've got the Red Hearts out on the shelves in the stores and everybody's ready for love.
0: What are you going to be performing with the ballet?
1: Well, I, they're doing Doing six uh, smaller ballets, and I'm just in one of them with Gina Galati. But
0: you're not dancing, I say. No,
1: not, no, me. I'm not dancing, and I don't have to wear tights, so we're all lucky for that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing uh, uh, some Puccini songs. It's not it's not his opera uh, pieces, but they're uh, songs that were really discovered uh, around 2004, uh, and Placido Domingo has recorded them, and but a, a lot of people won't be familiar with them. So we're happy to bring them to St. Louis, and Gina Gallati Body will be performing with me.
0: There, there are a lot of love songs, classical love songs, that many mm-hmm. people are not familiar with, but of course, all the great composers wrote about love.
1: Ah, uh, that's right. That's right. It's a familiar topic to all of us.
0: Now, you, you've made such a, a great reputation here locally for your, your voice and your performances, but I want to play something for you now.
2: Oh, Canada, our home and native land true patriot love in all thy sons command caltembois s'est pour il se and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air keep
0: Scott Kennebeck, you've done so much, you such great reviews, and I think many people are talking about this more than anything. Oh, well, Ber-
1: thanks. Yeah, this was, a, this was a big newsmaker. I even made the news in the Montreal Gazette. The sports writer wrote up a, a little story about the game that night. That was on January 30th against the Montreal Canadiens, and I got a special mention, so that, <laughs> that was pretty cool.
0: Because you sang the, the national anthems of both countries uh, That's that right. night. Yeah. Well, what brought you to do that?
1: Well, uh, the the blues and the symphony got together over the summer, actually, back in uh, uh, July and August, and uh, you had to submit an audition recording, a tape, a video. Uh, so I did that. They had about six hundred and fifty submissions, or so I believe, and from that group, they selected 38 that did a live performance at Powell Hall. Mm-hmm. And with the symphony, they ran it as as they do a regular symphony au- blind audition. So the, the 38 of us had to go out on hall, Powell Hall's stage uh, across carpet so they couldn't hear us walk. No one was to say anything. They just announced your number and you were supposed to start singing. So to a black curtain and the judges, who were Amy Kaiser, the symphony chorus mm-hmm. conductor, uh, Charles Glenn, the usual anthem singer for the blues, and and uh, Daniel Lee, the, the principal cello player for the symphony, were the judges. So I go out, and I, I had chosen to sing oh Danny Boy, because the first round we had to sing something that was not the national anthem. So I sang that, and I turn around to walk off, and they had been very serious, don't say anything to anyone, don't don't give any indication who you are. So I turn around to walk off after I had si- sang, and uh, I hear this voice from behind the curtain, you going to sing that for the fight tonight? And I was like... I don't know what he's talking about, but it happened to be the day of those auditions, was the day of the of the big fight between Conor McGregor and uh, Mayweather. Uh, oh. So, so I had sung "Oh Danny Boy," and so this voice said, "Are you going to sing that for the fight tonight?" And I was like. Do I answer? Do uh, I do I just keep walking? So I said, I said, well, I, I maybe I hope so, and I just walked off. And luckily, I was able to go on to the next round, and that's where we actually sang the the national anthem, and I was one of the one of the selected winners.
0: How do you feel about auditioning? I mean, you've got a reputation. Oh my gosh!
1: <clears throat> well, you know, it's a little nerve wracking. It it really is for me. Um, I I feel part of it is that some of my reputation, whether it be deserved or not. Um, is it, it people expect a lot from me, um, which I'm happy to deliver on mm-hmm. when I, when I when I'm in good voice and when I can. Uh, but I think that puts a little bit of added pressure for for auditions for me personally. But
0: you know I can't think of uh, much pressure much greater than just singing the national anthem. It's a very difficult a song tuned to, to <laughs> it manage. Is.
1: It is a very difficult song to sing. And, you know, it's it's phrased so oddly that, uh, you know, my biggest fear is forgetting the words, of course. Which has so happened on many occasions. Many times, many times to some very mm-hmm. fine singers. You know, it just, just kind of happens. Uh, just the way it's phrased, it's just kind of weird when you're thinking it through trying to, to sing it. But uh, and then trying to remain on, on the tune. It's it's a challenging piece to sing.
0: You have mentioned uh, O'Danny o Boy, a, yes. a, a wonderful Irish uh, tune, needless to say, but you're into kind of an Irish thing now, I would uh, guess. Well,
1: yeah, you know, with, along with Valentine's Day, shortly after that is St. Patrick's Day. So uh, last March, uh, my collaborator and friend John Walsh and I did a, a tribute concert to John McCormick at the Sheldon. And uh, just before Christmas this year, we, uh, we recorded everything for a, a new disc that we're going to be releasing in a couple weeks called Emerald Tribute, which is a tribute to John McCormick. and O Danny Boy is on there, but there's also other pieces, lovely music that, that John McCormick would have sung himself at the, at the beginning of the 1900s great Irish tenet, he, you he really out. was. He was he was the bee's knees back then. he mm-hmm. really was it. And right when recording was coming into its its own, you know he was the go-to guy. He recorded over 800 records of songs throughout that era and uh, I'm happy to reintroduce some of them. You know, some of them are Irish. We've got O'Danny Boy on there, like I said. Uh, but one of my favorites is Down by the Sally Garden, which is on this CD as well.
0: And we can listen to at least part of
1: that.
2: Oh, great! Down by the Sally.
0: Scott Kennebec, I I hate to interrupt that, but we do have limitations on time. But that's beautiful and obviously comes from the heart. But maybe there's a good reason for that.
1: Well, you know, I I am a little Irish, Mm -hmm. so I do have Irish blood in me. But uh, there there are many connections that John McCormick has to St. Louis that we discovered during our research uh, for that performance. Um, he was he sang here at the World's Fair. He was part of the Irish contingency to the oh, World's really? Fair in 1904. He had just won the big national uh, singing competition in Dublin and came over with some of the other winners and uh, sang at the, uh, the, the Irish Pavilion at the World's Fair over in Forest Park and actually proposed to his wife, Lily, uh, while he was here. In, uh, they were both here in St. Louis. So it, it's really, really amazing. Some of the other things on this CD that we have that have St. Louis connections are uh, a few... of th- of the poems by Eugene Field that have been set to music that John McCormick sang. Uh, We have the little, a little boy blue, which was used in the one movie that John McCormick uh, made in the, in the late thirties. So, uh, and some other pieces, but it's wonderful to have those ties to our local area.
0: Yeah. Another St. Louis connection is over the years. If you've ever been to O'Connell's pub, you can hear, you can hear John McCormick more (laughs) often, more often than not. That's right. Do do you have to be a tenor to sing Irish music? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I don't know
1: about that. That's a good question. It helps. It yeah. helps.
0: It seems that your your real focus, though, uh, over the years, has been religious music.
1: Well, definitely, that's that's where my my heart is. You know, um, I take my faith very seriously, and I I, I love sing. I've always said I, I just want to sing for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And luckily, my my career has I've been able to do just that. And I've had some wonderful, wonderful opportunities through the cathedral and the archdiocese uh, uh, to share my faith through music. And hopefully, you know, I do a lot of weddings and funerals, too. Um, and that's that's one of my favorite things, too, to help people uh, through their grief at their sorrowful times and mm-hmm. to help them celebrate in the joyous times. Right.
0: And you've had the opportunity to perform at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. Yes. And yes. also for Pope John Paul when he was here in St. Louis mm-hmm. uh, 15 years ago, away. <laughs> (laughs) Almost 20, yeah. Oh, oh, God, time flies. Uh, Tell me about that experience. You you were not performing for the Pope at the Basilica at St. Peter's, were you? Well, well, we did. We, we
1: did. We did do. I, I have done several papal masses in St. Peter's mm-hmm. Basilica, and I've sung at all the major basilicas yeah. in Rome. So St. Mary Major, St. Paul Outside the Walls, St. John Lateran. Uh, but we have done several papal masses. In fact, uh, the first time the Archstas and Choir went to Rome, uh, we sang at a papal mass, and that was the last time that Mother Teresa and John Paul II were together. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had come to that mass, so it was it was pretty cool when you think back that two future saints were right there.
0: I, I remember when Mother Teresa came to St. Saint- Louis. And that's uh-huh. been 30 years ago, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I came uh, to
1: the cathedral. I was there for that, too.
0: Absolutely. Well, you talk about pressure. What kind of pressure do you feel being a man of, of such faith, as you've indicated, to perform at a papal mass or, or for the pope?
1: Well, you know, it's kind of like a command performance before the queen, if you were English, you know, sure. I, I think. Uh, it, it, but, but for me, it's always, whether it's the it's a papal mass uh, in St. Peter's or Just a small family funeral mass at a small church. It's not about me or my performance. It's about leading people to to Jesus and helping them Mm -hmm. express their faith.
0: We we have another clip that we can listen to that is more in line, I think, with the things that you are most familiar with. Mm-hmm. Tell us about uh, about uh, this. That we're well, going to
1: be uh, this this piece called Ave Verum is by Carl Jenkins, and it's on the CD that w- I released a couple of years ago with uh, with John Walsh, uh, called a. A. Zoo and it's called this piece is Ave Verum. Mm-hmm.
0: you do have a beautiful voice oh thank you (laughs) it it shows off so well there i'm I'm interested in in hearing the organ in the background we did a program here recently on on organ music oh yeah it is such a powerful instrument and you know it it, it is just so strong and it's it's so present Mm -hmm. it's got to be somewhat intimidating i would think for someone like yourself
1: well I, i Really not for me. I've been singing at the cathedral since I was eight. So I've I've been there for quite a while. I started singing in the Pontifical Boys Choir that Dr. Mario Salvador had there uh, for for ages. And uh, I've just been there all my life and I've really grown accustomed to it. Particularly for me, I think my voice suits the cathedral space, um, and and having that kind of instrument, you know, all seven thousand six hundred twenty-one pipes behind you, it, yeah. it inspires me. So,
0: we've had a pretty good example today of the uh, versatility of Scott Kennebec. Uh, I notice in the number of concerts that you have coming up, among them will be uh, performances with the Ambassadors of Harmony, which is well. yet another dimension. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I unfortunately, I am not actually singing with them. I'm hosting them at the cathedral because ah. my day job, when I have a, t- a moment, is uh, executive director of cathedral concerts mm-hmm. down at the cathedral. So uh, we are having the Ambassadors of Harmony in March, March 24th. Those tickets are going fast, so get them soon, uh, but uh, actually coming up sooner, on uh, Thursday, February 22nd, we have a group called Seraphic Fire coming uh, that's going to do a wonderful Monteverdi program of pieces that he wrote for St. Mark's Basilica in Venice, which is a space very similar to the cathedral, so it's going to be a great concert.
0: How do you fit all this in? You do have that day job.
1: (laughs) I do. I do, but luckily it's all in the same place. So, so I'm there, I'm there pretty much all the time. Uh you can ask my wife that. <laughs> uh but uh, it's 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 been a, a wonderful experience. Um something that I that I I I wouldn't give up.
0: Well, you do have a, a series of concerts coming up. Rest assured, we're going to put all of them on our website so people can make their plans now for all that you're doing, Scott Kennebeck. Great, Kennebec. thank, you. Um, thank you. so much for being with us. Again, congratulations on all that you do and do so well. Thank you very much. It's Doug. a pleasure talking to you and a pleasure to listen to you. Thank you. That is Scott Kennebeck. We'll put that confirmation on our website, as I said, but the St. Louis Ballet performances that we mentioned earlier are Saturday at 8 and Sunday at 2.30 at the Two Hill. Look forward to that. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7, KWMU. ¶¶